Hey, what's up, nobody? Um, after the first session and then my subsequent uh, apology uh, and then and then trying to record a couple of other sessions, I, I came to the conclusion that I don't want to commit to doing some sort of a post-show analysis of the whole thing. Um, I, I don't know if it's just because I can't do it in a concise way. I mean, these are four-hour episodes or lately three and a half, three hours, and I still talk about them for an hour uh, is pretty, um, incredible and probably irresponsible. And so, uh, I'm going to try to just start doing little topics, short little topics. I know nobody's listening to this, so 10 or 15 minutes is even still too long. Um, but they're going to vary in length and at times will probably be as long as 10, 15, either, even 20 minutes. Um, but on a, good day in a, in a good session. I may do it five minutes or less. Um, so today I want to talk about the spell or the cantrip guidance rather. Um, around, I'm watching this latest episode, episode 129 between a ball and a hot place. And around the one hour 16 mark, um, there's something that happens here that I think is one, just, a, an understandable mistake. But two, uh, indicative of an irritation that I have overall um, with D&D and, and what I've learned about, about the cantrip because of watching Critical Role and how it's shaped my table. Um, they get into the situation where L Laura's going to cast, uh, or, or Jester's going to cast Pass Without a Trace, uh, or... Um, yeah, I think Pass Without a Trace, not Blessing of the Trickster. But uh, they kind of decide, um, no, we're not going to do that because Veth doesn't really need that. So then she says, okay, well, I'm just going to guide myself. Um, now, that's not terrible because guidance is something that you have for the next minute. And then you are allowed to apply it to a check within that next minute. Then Veth rolls. <clears throat> rolls a natural 20, I believe, and also says, I've got Caduceus's whatever, could, because Caduceus reminds her that, um, well, I should say Talison, because he's not Caduceus and Weather, so Talison reminds him that um, Veth has guidance. Um, so for one, Veth had already, I'm pretty sure, used her guidance. Now, unless there was a spell and I missed it, it was an ongoing spell that gave like an amplified version of guidance where you could use it for the next half hour or something like that um, at will. But I'm pretty sure that one, she had already used it. Two, even when she did use it, she may have used it outside of that 60 seconds she had it. But that's very easy to... Um, that, that doesn't bother me because that's purely interpretation. She's going down this dark hallway. Was her stealth check good enough or was, was it quick enough to be within the minute or, you know, whatever. Hey, that's, I don't have a problem with that. It's a little fuzzy, but cool. But then I believe there was an error in when he added and, and ended up with a 35 total. Um, and that must not have been, was that the stealth or was that investigation? I think that was on investigation. So anyway, accidentally applying it more than once and probably by that point, 
she and Jester are going down this corridor. They get to a spot in this opening. They're looking around and all this. Definitely a minute has passed by then, but she still uses it because if I'm interpreting, you know, if I'm passing my insight check on Sam, Sam's trying to be nice and be a good teammate to the other players and not be a jerk. I think Sam probably knows that's a little bit hokey, but instead of like making another person feel worthless at the table and like they're not contributing, he goes ahead and just does it. You know, the DM allows it and the the other player wants it. So he just, okay, fine. You know, and it didn't affect anything. I mean, he rolled a 35. He probably had something like a 32, you know, so between a 32 and a 34, I think. I don't know what his mod is, but... Um, but that's something that I feel like guidance has been something that, um, the use of critical role and Jester's use in particular of guidance. And I, and I will say again, and I'm, I'm practicing doing this, um, with humility, uh, and, and not trying to call out a person and, and, um, you know, in a way, not not to not call them out, but not in a way that strips that person of their dignity or makes them to be uh, less of a person. Um, I do believe that we all have a fallen nature and that we are all less than what we are supposed to be. But nobody is less than me. And that's really, I think, where my problem lies is whenever I make people to be less than I am. They are less and they are fallen people. They are broken people. They are, uh, I believe, bad people. I believe I'm a bad person. I believe people are bad, you know, and, that, and that's just a, probably a philosophical difference uh, between me and, and a lot of people. Um, some would agree with me. But uh, I, I don't want to speak in a way that it <clears throat> makes them less than me. Oh, I would definitely do better than them. That's or, or they are they are trash people. Even if even if that is right that they're a trash person, they're no more trash than I am, and that's uh, what I aim to do better with. So, um, <clears throat> so Laura's use of guidance, oftentimes to me, has shown me that I don't like the cantrip. Um, and there are other instances, not just her. I was at a, uh, at an event one time and it was, uh, there were a lot of strangers playing together. It was an Epic. I think they're called Epics, right? And, um, there was a, a place hosting an Epic and there were probably like 60 players there and we're all doing this big thing together. And this guy I'd never met and expect to never run into again tells the DM at the beginning, we're going down this corridor and he says, Hey, my character has taught himself. He has disciplined himself that he is constantly casting, uh, casting guidance on himself every minute. And I thought that was a very hokey choice to make. Maybe it's legal. Yeah. You know, I don't know that the handbook or any other source book, uh, says anything against it, but that's just a way for him to say, um, because I had this cantrip, any check that I suddenly have to make, I want to D4 with it. You know, I don't want to be surprised. I don't want to be 
Um, you know, if, if all of a sudden you're calling us for uh, calling for us to make perception checks and I forget to call it out, I'm telling you right now that I would have cast guidance on myself before doing it. I always have that on myself. And I think that's a very hokey, cheesy way of playing. Um, I think there's a lack of integrity there. I, I, I do think that that comes from an attitude of wanting to win D&D rather than telling a story and accepting that bad things happen as well as good things happen. Uh, and I can be as disappointed as anybody else whenever I roll poorly. I do remember a session in particular where I started getting pretty irritated and it happened more than once. And so I'm, I'm ashamed to say that despite my views and opinions on good play, I have definitely been a bad player uh, on multiple occasions. In fact, people that play with me, I, I, I almost wonder if, if I was to survey the people I've played with, I think people prefer me as a DM rather than a co-player because there is such a difference. Like, like I think, um, I think I'm a bad player. And so that's, that's pretty bad when people want you to DM, not only because they always want to play and they're happy that anybody else will DM for them so they can play, but also because, well, you're the guy they don't really want to, play beside they would rather not have to deal with you in that way <clears throat> um but I, but I do remember <laughs> I went down that road because i do remember at least one session where i had this half orc fighter you know how stereotypical can you get um and i think he had like an 18 ac because that's easy to achieve even at level one right and um, I was, I was tanking it, but I think I had the plus five to, to attack. Um, and I was, we, we got into this crowded scrum and I was missing on all my attacks and I was getting hit. Not only was I getting hit, but I was being critted. So it's like, okay, whatever these things were that we were fighting, it's not like they had plus eights to hit me. They, they shouldn't be hitting me that often. They were missing other people, but somehow me, the one with the highest AC and who built himself to be, uh, uh, to, to just to wreck things, you know, that, I mean, as much as I could, not, not you know, not min-maxing, but, you know, because I, I know there are some fringe things that you can take that would give yourself even more than like the plus five. But, uh, you know, so I, I didn't do that necessarily. I wasn't trying to, <clears throat> but I, but I couldn't hit and I was put down and I was just like, you know what? I built my character for one single thing. And I don't usually like to do that. I mean, especially since then I was, I was a pretty young player at that time. Um, but you know, I built my character for one thing and I can't do that. I mean, I know I'm going to fail anything else I do. I just want to be able to hit and not be hit. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's what I built that character for. And it, it was irritating. It's like how, oh, so I, I know, I know that feeling of wanting to succeed and wanting to win. Um, but I really think I'm at my best or I'm better and other people are better when we remember that we're, this is a collaborative storytelling and that failures can be just as fun 
as successes. I could have totally taken that opportunity to have my, my, I mean, and this is adventurous league. I, I will say that. So there, there wasn't a campaign or anything. There was no ongoing role-playing sessions. I was playing with strangers and, um, <clears throat> You know, but I could have taken the opportunity for for character development. Like maybe I'm not as good as I think I am. You know, as far as this this uh, warrior is concerned. Like all, everything that I've been taught and everything that I've experienced, or maybe I'm getting old. You know, I used to be I used to be good, but uh, that that's a sign that I am for sure getting older. And even if it's not true, because I don't change my mods, that's a thing that I struggle with. I'm, an, I'm aging. And so I'm starting on this, this life of adventure, but have I started the game too late in my career? Um, and that could really lend itself to some interesting conversations with other people, should they want to help me with that internal crisis. Um, or it could be something where I start showing some uh, interest in other other things, you know, so that could lead to uh, multi-classing, which I'm not a fan of multi-classing, but it, but it could, you know, it, it's always an opportunity to change the story or an opportunity just for justification. You know, I could always narrate it that, um, I don't know, to, to take a, a silly one or, you know, the one that works like one time and never again, you know, the sun was in my eyes the whole time. I was literally facing the sun as I was attacking and just could never see that well. Um, <clears throat> I don't know, that, that could be something and, it, and it's, you know, hopefully I come up with something better in the moment maybe, but I just came up with that now. So that's not, that's probably about as good as it's going to get in the moment, but um Yeah, so my point was just that I get the feeling of wanting to win D&D, but I think it's better. I think we're better when we're not trying to win. And this idea of guidance, um, I think Laura's use of guidance is uh, more on the side of trying to win the game and wanting to see to it... Um, for me, if I ever take guidance, I think it's I think it's much better to use it for other people. Uh, <clears throat> um, she does cast it on herself quite a bit, and and that's definitely within the rules. And I can see why one would want to do that. But I'm just saying, now that I've seen a person that does it a lot, and I've sat with somebody who did it in at a table in real life and, and people that cast guidance on themselves, it seems uh, unless they are choosing to play a character that is very narcissistic, um, I, I think it's, I think it's much better to focus that on, on casting it on other people. Um, again, definitely within the rules, but I just think it's better play. I think it's more interesting. I think it's more team oriented. I think it's more supportive. It's meant to be a supportive thing. And uh, I, I think it, make it a rare thing when you cast it on yourself. And the other thing is also, I think it should be much more sparing. Um, I'm not sure if Matt 
minds it at all. I think he, he, he lets it go, but I, um, I, I would, I just say myself, uh, I think that moments whenever he says no to guidance because they are engaging in activity that happens over time, such as casting guidance on somebody during, well, I don't know if he would allow that. I don't remember, but like during a night watch, um, you know, he says, well, this is happening over an hour or two hours. So you can really cast guidance. This is keeping watch over that entire time. That's what this check is representing. Um, there, there have been times when, when Matt's clear that like this is happening over time. So that sh the guidance doesn't work for that. I think that should be applied to many more things than what he does. And uh, that's how I intend to do it um, with with my with my players. I've actually, un possibly unfortunately, because of my attitude about the guidance cantrip, I think I actually discouraged a player from taking it. Um, they are a new player, so I think they just kind of got by my, it, it wasn't that I discouraged them, I think they felt fine, but they just kind of reading between the lines understood that I wasn't a fan of it, and so I think they took that on themselves as their attitude too, which I'm not, I'm not hoping to deter, uh, to decide what everybody's, um, I'm not trying to decide for everybody what, what D and D is for them. Uh, um, so I, I would be kind of a, I guess, out of regret if I learned that that person doesn't like, I, I don't, I don't think that person knows enough at this point to say they don't like it, but, um, I, I do think cause they were talking about some choices and I just said, okay, I just want you to know on this one, this is where I stand. And I think they got the idea that like, okay, he's going to be, he's going to control that, which is fine. I think they understand. I think they just, it's easier for them. That's what it is. It's easier for them to not take it rather than have to explore that with me. Um, when I'm obviously bringing it up as kind of a caution flag, it's, you know, there's so many other choices. There's so many other things they could take. Why not just take one of these other things that he's not going to have a conversation with me about? If it's a conversation, you know, and I think conversations are important. Uh, I don't, but, but for a lot of people, you know, I'm not a confrontational person. If it's like an angry conversation, then that's, that's, I, I don't handle well, but if it's like, just a like, Hey, we just need to talk about it. Like, I want you to know what to expect. We're playing this game together. And I just want you to know how I'm going to rule on things. Um, you know, even for some people, even that's still just like, uh, I'm just here to have fun. If we're going to have to have a serious conversation about it, I'll just not do it. But I, but I, for anybody that will take it, <clears throat> I am, I do think it's better that it's, only for instantaneous checks. If it's something that even is going to take a minute to do, I I don't know if that's within the spirit of the cantrip, at least for me. It does say a single check within a minute, but I think that's for a single, I think that's to be applied to a single action. That's kind of how I think. Let me pull this up. Who's got time? You got time. 
I don't, but you do. You touch one willing creature. Once before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number roll to one ability check of its choice. It can roll the die before or after making the ability check. The spell then ends. Yeah, to me, I think that that should say something to the effect of add the number rolled to one ability check um, and, and somehow, however the English needs to work on that, it's being applied to an action. So if they're making a perception check, you know, you are perceiving when you crest this ridge and you're looking, you know, you are giving it like a six second look. That is like around that you're doing that. Now, not to say that now, if you want to say like, I want to take like a good five minutes and just really comb the horizon. So, okay, that's fine. You're going to be there a second as you're, as you're watching. Um, but a lot of perception checks, are, it's not unreasonable to, you know, you're looking and yeah, six seconds is long enough to look around a room just to get an initial beat on like, are there any threats in here? And, and what's in this room? Take a six seconds to just scan the room. And yeah, absolutely. You can apply guidance to that because that's an action. Or, you know, depending, on, it may not be an action. It could be a, a bonus action or even a free action. But it's, it's, an, it's some type of action to do that. If you're investigating some information in a book that you found in a library and you're scanning it for like an hour, that's not a single action that is a series of many actions as you continue to search so i don't think guidance works for that i don't think that's appropriate to do that and again you could be like the person that continues to touch that person cast guidance on him but i think that's just a cheesy way of doing it i think you then need to rewrite the cantrip but if you do that say like to fit them for an hour or something, or it, you know, just to make it more, to make it stronger, to fit that scenario that they will often want it to fit, where you can use it for anything within the next minute um, that even if it takes the full minute to do, <clears throat> you know, you're climbing along a precarious cliffside and you believe that you could make it to the to the safety of a nearby ledge in about a minute's time and so the dm just says okay i want you to make one athletic check that represents the entire and this might not be a good call but if they did, they said, you know, make one athletics check that represents your entire, this will take you a minute to get over there, but this will represent your ability to climb and, and scale the face of this cliffside. Well, I know that's one check, but they are, they are having to maintain that over that whole minute. I mean, I don't know, even as, as I speak, I'm kind of second guessing part of what I mean, but I don't know. I still, I, I stand, I stand in the position that it should be more about you apply it to an action versus a check. 
I think that's better. You have a momentary inspiration, you know, and, and that's what, you know, actually inspiration, like bardic inspiration, because it is limited and it's, it's not a cantrip. I know it's more powerful as a D6, later a D8, and, and I don't know, does it get up to D10 eventually? I'm not sure, but I think inspiration would be better to be applied to something that happens like over a minute's time. Again, I wouldn't say it'd be appropriate for an hour and you're supposed to be able to use it within 10 minutes of it being given to you. Um, I still don't think that it would be something where, I don't I don't know if, if it's a check that happens over 10 minutes, you're like investigating a room and you say, I wanna take 10 minutes, use my bardic inspiration to thoroughly investigate this room, which as a side note, I'm not a fan of just being like, I check the entire premises. Like I, I would rather you say, okay, I check the bed, I check the closet, uh, I'm gonna check the chest. I'm gonna go over here and check this. Uh, I'm much more of a fan of that than, uh, you know, I wanna do a thorough investigation of the entire castle and I want it to just involve one check. Like, okay. Uh, I'm just not personally a fan of that. Um, so, you know, something like inspiration, bardic inspiration or some other inspiration, I think is much better for a a, a over that time, either a minute or the 10 minutes of the inspiration. If you want to say that you're doing something over that time, then you are inspired for the full duration of that, uh, as long as it is all being represented by one check. But guidance, because it's free at any time, I feel like that's something that it, you have a momentary bit of inspiration, for lack of a better word. I, I, I won't I'll, I won't say that because of mixing it up with bardic inspiration, but you have a moment of guidance um, during this one action uh, that, you know, you're, you're going to jump across this ravine and I'm going to give you guidance, you know, just as you start, to, just before you, you go, I'm going to cast it and you're going to run and make the jump. Um if you are trying to remember a name, you know, you don't get to sit there and think about it for, for the day or like, as we're talking at this, this little campsite that we have, I'm just going to continue to think on the subject. I'm going to see if anything comes to mind. Like, okay, well, guidance doesn't apply to that. Guidance is going to apply the moment that you hear the name and you're trying to recall if that sounds familiar to you, then you can have guidance in that moment. Now, I don't know how another person is going to know that you're trying to remember that, but, you know, I, I would probably allow that because, um, because I am being so harsh about, about it anyway. So even though that's meta knowledge, that's, that's, I guess, a little bit more forgivable that somebody would, would give you guidance when you say, you know, do I know anything about that person? If somebody was like, uh, I'll give you guidance, you know, that that's much better than, you know, anyway, I'm exhausting myself talking about this. Um, that's, that's my spiel on guidance. I think uh, it, it'd be better if it's applied to a single action within a minute, not just a check. Um, that, that check has to represent to me the check should represent something that can be done 
in a single action. Um, you know, even even stealthing, you know, giving somebody guidance as they stealth for the next minute. I I don't mind that as much. I actually I actually am okay with that. But in but in light of what everything I just said, I would I would rather not, and 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 remain consistent. You know, stick to try to be consistent with what what I where I'm applying it in other areas. So you get you get guidance if you're trying to swiftly sneak around the backside of the wagon. You know, you're about 30 feet from this little goblin camp and I'm going to sneak over here. Okay, guidance as you go. You just have stealth as you make that little move. You don't have the extra help on your stealth as we're going down this entire cavern. So anyway, that's my that's my spiel on on guidance. Uh, I'm glad to be able to get this one in, and um, I think I'm going to talk a little bit. Um, obviously, there will always be ongoing conversations about metagaming. Um, I do have one that I want to talk to talk about also um, with regards to re-rolling, and that's something else that happened in this episode 129 in the earlier part. Um, so I'll probably talk about that one, uh, next time. So thank you all. Thank you, none. Thank you, none and all. Take care now.